Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Narration by George podcast, the podcast on audiobooks, spiritual ideas, and other items of interest. Been away for the last couple of weeks. Life does get in the way of producing a podcast sometimes, so I apologize for being away, and particularly for the past couple of weeks, it's been particularly busy. Last Sunday was the most important of all Christian celebrations, the celebration of Easter. So what is Easter? Well, it's a time when Christians celebrate the one thing that no other religious body celebrate, and that is that the Savior has come back alive from the dead, never to die again. In other words, we celebrate a resurrection. Now, how was that done? Well, before the resurrection, you must have a death. Last week in the Christian calendar, we reflected on the events of the death of Jesus, the anguish in the Garden of Gethsemane, the trial of an innocent man, the execution of Jesus on the cross. And then on Sunday, we celebrated resurrection. So the question is, how is one raised up to life after being dead for three days? Well, it takes power a power the Apostle Paul wrote that he wanted to experience. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, he says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Would you want to experience that power? Can we do that? Well, let's start by looking at the idea of power. What do you think of when you think of power? Is it the power of an individual as an executive or a company? Maybe it's the power of a ruler of the land or an official in the government. Maybe you think of the arrest powers of the police, and those, those are all valid powers, but they're human powers. They're not at all like the power that raised him from the dead. Then there is the power of nature. We watch a storm brew and think of power. We see waves rolling in on the beach and think of power. We see the results of unharnessed power. When you see the devastation of a hurricane or a tornado, but we also see that we can harness the wind or the water to create another kind of power for our use in our civilization, and that is the power of electricity. It's the power that we manage and harness and measure. You know, most houses, some 220 volts come into the house to provide power to various equipment in the house. So such power is even even used in the world of medicine. A patient may need an electrical shock to restore an appropriate rhythm to their heart. We've seen movies of shocks or power being applied to a stopped heart, although my reading tells me this may not be exactly accurate. So power does a great many things for us. Unharnessed raw power might destroy, as in a tornado and or a hurricane, But harnessed and controlled power benefits our lives in lots of different ways. And as wonderful as these powers are, the power of Jehovah to raise Christ from the dead is even more wonderful. Think about what it would take to raise someone from the dead. A body that is not functioning, in this case for three days, is now a living, breathing, functioning being. Whole systems have to be restarted. The heart must start beating. The pulmonary must start supplying oxygen. The muscles must begin contracting and releasing. The brain must begin firing impulses to make everything happen. 
And yet we see in the gospel several times where Christ brought someone back from the grave, but they would ultimately die again. The ultimate example is God bringing Christ out of the grave, never to die again. The question is, can we experience that power? And isn't that what Paul is asking? He says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Paul doesn't leave us hanging there and trying to answer his question. In other writings, Paul addresses this very topic. First, he tells us that the power of resurrection means new life. In his discourse about the resurrection to the Corinthian church that he wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says this simple but profound statement in verse 22. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given a new life. In other words, we all have to die since sin and the curse of sin was brought to us by Adam. But in Christ, there is new life, a resurrection, if you will. In fact, he goes on to talk about the resurrection that will occur when Christ returns. But I want to suggest to you that there is a resurrection before that time that can happen in this life. And we experience the power in this. Secondly, in baptism. Again, Paul discussed this idea of resurrection when he talked about baptism in Romans chapter 6. Listen to his words. Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we may also live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. Baptism is shown to be the picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. We join him in his death. We're buried in the water. Then we are resurrected when we come out. We are resurrected just as he was. So now we live new lives. In a new life, we are changed. We are empowered to be different people. We are resurrected. No wonder Peter would write later, baptism which now saves you, not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21. And thirdly, we continue to experience the power of resurrection through the Holy Spirit. Again, listen to Paul in his writing from Romans chapter 6. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you lived. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. But Paul, being practical, 
recognizes that this is difficult. In chapter 8 of the book of Romans, he writes this, The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. That's in verse 11. And then in verse 13, he says, And if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. The power that resurrected Christ from the grave is the same power which lives in us today in God's Holy Spirit. That power can direct us and guide us to kill our sinful nature. Wow. Do you have this power? Do you want to participate in it? Let me urge you to pull out your Bible and spend some time with Jesus. Let his word guide you to an understanding of what Jehovah is seeking for your life. In the early days of the church, after the very first sermon that was preached by Peter, he was asked by the people, what do we do? And Peter told them this, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. In other words, you are going to reenact the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and receive that power. Then, he says, Peter says, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God, Acts chapter 2, verses 38 and 39. Let God's word guide you in your next steps with Christ our Savior. Father, it is my desire that each of your people seek to live in the power of your Holy Spirit, that we listen and discern for your voice, for your will for us. And for those who don't have this resurrection power in their lives, may they seek your face and your word and learn of your glorious Son. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is a short podcast this week. Life is still busy, and that's going to be it for today for the Narration by George podcast, the podcast on audiobooks, spiritual ideas, and other items of interest. You can send your comments to me. I'd love to hear from you. I take email, write to george at narrationbygeorge.com. Or comment on Facebook. Just do a search for Narration by George. You'll find me there. Or find me on Twitter. I'm Narration by Geo there. I'd love to hear from you. Regardless of how you choose to comment, I'd love to hear from you. Next week, I'm going to go back to the book of Ephesians. We'll pick up in chapter 3 and talk a little bit more about that wonderful book. So until then, God has blessed you. Share that blessing with someone else.